This is episode 446 of the AWS podcast, released on May 18, 2021. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of AWS Launch. My name's Nikki and today I'm joined by Jay Maglioni. He is a senior product manager for a brand new service, which I'm very excited to talk about today, called Nimble Studio. Jay, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thanks, Nikki. Happy to be here. Yeah, so I'm Jay Maglioni. I'm a senior product manager here at, at Amazon. I've um, been here for almost two years now. And yeah, I'm really excited to talk about our new, new service, Amazon Nimble Studio. So what is Nimble Studio? What, what, did, you, what did you launch just a couple days ago? Yeah. Basically, it's, it's a new service helping content creation studios, so animation, visual effects, customers working with interactive content, kind of deploy and, and maintain a whole content creation studio in the cloud. And so that's everything from your storage systems to your virtual workstations to your elastic render farms. You know, what we provide is, is really the, the foundation infrastructure for, for these content creation studios to, to start building on top of us and create, you know, awesome content that you see in the wild now. So if I'm um, a studio company and I'm using Nimble Studio and let's say I'm creating an animated movie, who is using Nimble Studio and, and how would I set that up for, you know, my employees of my studio to use? Yeah, it's, it's really easy. So we, we're seeing customers from you know as small as as five people in in a garage to to the big companies already kind of established creating some some great content for Marvel and for Disney and and Netflix and Hulu and, and Amazon My Prime. Faves. They can come to the AWS console. You can find our service nimble studio right there in the drop down and you can basically get a studio up in honestly in, in less than less than two hours and you can start creating content right then and there. Wow. And who would actually be using it? So let's say I run a studio and then I go in and set my AWS account up and I set up a studio and two hours have passed. How do I share it with my other employees and which kinds of my employees would be using this every day? Yeah, it, you can kind of think of it in, in multiple stages where you, you get things set up. So after those two hours, now you can, you can get in and start playing around on virtual workstations and playing around in, in the content creation tools that, that people know and, and love today. And you can even start submitting renders to, to the render farm and start actually seeing content back, which is, which is really powerful. And then once, once you're done with that, then you can start inviting new artists. You know, let's, of course, uh, animation and visual effects is, is a team sport. So of course, we want to make it really easy to bring on new artists, bring on people local to your area, as well as harness the global talent around the world. Um, and so you can basically, you can add them as a user to, to Nimble Studio, and then they have access to all the same data, to all the same workstations, hardware, software that you need, all in a centralized place. So they can literally get going within a matter of minutes. The old version of this working at, at a studio on premise is when you want to bring a new artist on, you have to think about procuring the workstation for them, getting them access to the data, getting them all set up on with their credentials and the storage and access controls, all that is taken care of for Nimble Studio. Within a matter of minutes, you can get them up on a workstation and starting to actually create content for the studio. 
And so that also would involve like buying some expensive hardware for them. Right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the cloud is, is switching from that, that CapEx model to that OpEx model, which, which makes it really easy to get artists up and going, but also it gives them the flexibility when the artist is done with the project because a lot of these films and shows are, are project-based. And so they need mm -hmm. to maybe expand to 50 artists because they've taken on so much work because they're, they're, they're producing great content. And when they get noticed, you know, they get more projects. And when you're, when you're on-premise, you're constrained by your resources. And so if you right. want to have the flexibility and the ability to take on new work, you have to have the infrastructure to support that need and be flexible to grow and shrink. So as you kind of hit your crunch time when you need to bring on additional artists, in the same vein of you need to spin up your render farm to thousands of nodes to be able to compute all this really heavy computational processes and then spin them back down when, you, when you're done, when you, when you need to bring on those extra artists to kind of take you over the finish line, Nimble gives you that really easy ability to bring them on. And then once they're done with the project, take them off. And, and so you're not paying for those extra resources. That's awesome. Cause I'm, I, you know, I, I understand that it's very project based. You work on a project, then you go to the next movie or, and that you could be working for an entirely different studio. So I feel like you also opened up, you know, being that we're in the middle of a pandemic, you also kind of opened up a more remote work situation. Would you also agree with that? Like that Nimble Studio allows these artists to now work remotely from anywhere. Let's say I hired an artist in Amsterdam. Now I don't have to worry about, you know, getting them access to the hardware or sending them the hardware. I can just give them a workstation. Absolutely. Yeah. And what we saw during pandemic is a lot of the, the live action on set shoots had to stop for obvious reasons but the animation productions could actually keep going. A lot of the studios weren't necessarily set up to support remote work, but very quickly with AWS and now with, with Nimble Studio, it's much easier to then harness that, that talent from, from anywhere in the world, really. And Nimble can be used for both animated productions and non-animated productions? Yeah, you know, we, we like to be generic in our support. We kind of blanket our statement to, to any digital content. So that, that's animation, that's visual effects, that could be games, that could be um, working in, with interactive content and AR and VR. We really focus on providing that foundational base level infrastructure and letting the studios really customize it. I don't think we can dream of what these studios are going to do with Nimble Studio because, you know, we... You There's don't even so know many, all the things that they might do with it. Yeah, no, and it's really exciting to see what's going to pop up and where the service is going to go in the next five years. And, and getting, we're in the early stages of content creation moving to the cloud. And, you know, there's been a handful of studios who have done it themselves. AWS provides awesome, awesome infrastructure. You know, there's hundreds of services that AWS offers and you can absolutely do it today. And there's a few studios out there who have already done it. You look at Untold Studios, you look at High VFX, even Weta Digital has committed a bunch of spend to AWS. So you see that people want to head in this direction. But what's challenging for the customers that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis is it's pretty complex. We, we tend Standing to Standing up all that infrastructure? Yeah. Is, so there's, there's a couple of different people that, that we think about when, when we think about who's actually at the studio. There's the artists themselves, which... Their sole focus is being very focused on creating the content, working in the applications, thinking about how do I make this shot better? How do I make this animation feel better? You know, 
you kind of look at old Disney animations and you see how Disney really pushes animators to really pioneer what animation should look like. And, and we see that in the digital world too. And then you kind of have the, the DevOps and the infrastructure side of it, which is how do I, how do I get the data to the artists? You know, there's infrastructure needs, there's pipeline needs. So there's a combination of hardware and software that needs to be orchestrated, maintained, in order to effectively provide that really interactive, seamless experience for the artists, which when the artists aren't blocked by the technology, those DevOps, those infrastructure guys should be very excited because they really did their job well. Right, and then the artists can just, you know, creatively make these amazing things. Like, I can't wait for the next Frozen. Well, I think about probably all the time. Don't, don't we all like wish we could see the next Frozen? Yes, and I always wonder why it takes so long yeah, you, for the you know, animated films you know, to be created. Typically, an animation film, so an 85-minute film is about 500 man years of work. Right. And that, and that doesn't even include all the engineering around it to, to support that. You see, these, you see these big studios invest in huge engineering departments, writing specific tools, plugins, procuring the infrastructure themselves. A lot of them are still on-premise because they just, they just haven't been able to make the jump from on-premise to, to the cloud yet. You know, there's, there's a lot of legacy. When, when it, it's not easy to just take 25 years of pipeline and infrastructure and move it to the cloud. It, it's, a, right. it's a multi-step approach. And we're seeing a lot of the studios start dripping in with burst rendering because with burst rendering, you get really great horizontal scalability and elasticity right away with kind of minimal investments. But to get the whole entire pipeline up into the cloud is really, really challenging. But you have these small startups who are kind of popping up and because we're, we're in a golden age of content. You see Netflix, you see yeah. Hulu, you see Amazon Prime. They all need content and they all need high quality content. And the bar just yes. continues to get set higher and higher and higher. Like 4K is almost now going obsolete. Studios have to deliver now. What? 8K, 60 FPS. We're talking terabytes to petabytes worth of worth of data being created every single day by these customers. So that that's a that's kind of an infrastructure insane. nightmare if to, to manage all that and make sure that the artists have exactly what they need at the right time. So, you know, beyond the like really easy to understand problem of infrastructure for these studios, what else can Nimble Studio do or at least what are you looking into as the future of of this service also additionally offering these studios to maybe, you know, maybe help them migrate these pipelines or, um, you know, start a new project in mm -hmm. the cloud and it just adapt to this new fast moving cloud environment. Yeah, I think it, it relates to, to why a customer would be interested in, in building their studio on AWS. One of the key things is that the partner network here is, is so vast and, and so great. You know, we work with a lot of the digital content creation vendors in this space to make sure that the studios have access to, to the software that they need. What we do actually on Nimble Studios, we say that customers can define the, the software that they want and it gets delivered via AMIs. Or in some cases, if you're using a Linux operating system, you can actually install the software on the shared file systems in, the nice thing about that is you can manage your software dependencies and your versions a lot easier. At, at these studios, sometimes, like a, let's go back to Frozen for, for a second. Frozen takes yes. about two and a half years to three years to develop and about 18 months in actual- Too long. Yeah, in actual production. And once you start going to production, 
you tend to lock off on software. You do not take any new upgrades through that whole entire process. And so if we didn't provide, it's, it's risk management. They're essentially what they're doing is they, they write a bunch of tools. So, so the vendors in the space kind of provide the, the core level animation resolvers and, and software packages that these artists actually interact with. But they're flexible and extensible in a way where a studio who needs to do create a cool fluid simulation system can actually write on top of that to get the actual look that they want. Let's say that they're, they're doing some creature animation and they have a huge simulation of, uh, I don't know why a creature would be in the ocean, but let's say an ocean, for example, or Frozen, let's go back to Frozen 2. That ocean scene in Frozen 2 is probably upwards of 500 terabytes to a petabyte of data just in itself. It's insane. They're, they're very complicated, complex problem sets that require studios to be very niche, very focused on getting the exact output that they want. And so these vendors... And so they can't update the software because once they get to a certain point... So they basically update, they're updating, they're updating, and then they get to a certain point in the film where they lock it in so that they don't lose anything or that the animations act differently or anything else happens. The worst thing you can do is lose a version. So you always want to protect yourself. And so version control systems are, are critically important. So there's a couple of production management tools that can be integrated with, with Nimble Studio, like Autodesk Shotgun or, or F-Track. And those are integral to Studio's pipelines because how they work is they, they kind of define a hierarchy structure and how, how shots and files are named. And they store those versions and in, some, and in a lot of cases, like Shotgun, they actually have a cloud version that's backed by S3, which is really cool. So you could be working on Nimble Studio, working on that data, and then when you're ready to commit the version, very similar to, to committing actual software, you can then commit it through Shotgun, and Shotgun tracks it all for you. That's really cool. So you guys are integrated with some of these software providers to basically offer the, the full experience to your customers, the stuff that they would use every day anyways. Yeah, we're, we're very extensible. And again, we're not prescriptive because every studio is different. Every studio's pipeline right. is, is kind of their bread and butter, their core that, that makes them who they are. So we cannot lock off and say, here's the, here's the software set that you're allowed to use. We want to make it open enough that, but easy enough to, to manage those versions, to get the software to the artists. You know, that's where we come in. We come in, we're in the business of making sure that you have access to the things that you need and be able to scale it up and down when you need it, but still allow customers to really define what, what that software set is for the artists. So how do you see the future of Nimble Studio moving forward? And also just as a side note, because I'm curious, how much time did you save a film like Frozen? Like how much faster does it get to me now? That's all I want to know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I... Anytime I, I, or not really? I th- you, know, you know, the the really cool thing about the cloud is that it offers the artists more time to iterate. It offers them the the flexibility and the power to turn out one more shot because I'm able to, I'll give you a good example here. In the on-premise world, I'll have a, I have a shot of 100 frames and each frame takes, let's say 10 hours to compute. And that's actually a pretty small render job. For, uh, in some cases at these big studios, it's 80, 90, 100 hours to compute one frame. And so if I send that off to a render farm that let's say, let's say has 20 nodes, 
you know, it's going to take a long time for me to, to turn through the 100 shots. But what if I have the ability right. to, to fan out, scale up to 1,000 instances, or in this case, 100 instances because we have 100 frames, get all that content back within a, within a short amount of time. And then the artist is going, faster. is going to see, hey, I actually can make this change and I can resubmit it, get it back to the farm. And then, then you know who that makes happy is the director, the producer, because the content gets better and better and better. And it just benefits everyone because when we get to consume the content, we know that the artists actually have the ability to, to spend the extra time, to put in that extra little bit of work, which, which makes everyone happy in the end. Which also they can work faster because if you're able to scale up like that and not have to wait for something to come back to you, you're able to just work faster and iterate more quickly not only spend the time, but also just move faster. Exactly. I feel like in general, it, it gives you it gives you the, it gives you the ability to respond when the resources are needed. So you can scale up when you need to. When you're in a time crunch, you turn the dial on, and when you don't need it, you can turn it off. That's awesome. Uh, this is obviously really powerful. So, what are you looking forward to in the future with Studio? And are there any customers that you just started working with or are currently working with that you're pretty excited about? You know, I can't dream of what's going to be created on Nimble Studio. I think what this service offers is the ability for anyone anywhere to start creating content because we're reducing the barriers of entry to creating a cloud studio. And again, back to you can totally do this yourself, but we, we make it faster so you can get up and going and you don't have to be such a cloud expert. You know, I, I think the sexy part about content creation is really the content creation, not necessarily yeah. the, the infrastructure. And so by having a service manage all that for you, you can spend more time creating. We'll probably see more like startup studios um, now that Nimble is available because it's That's the less hope, for sure. investment, less investment to get off the ground and get going similar to the way that AWS in general does that for startups. Yeah, absolutely. That could be really cool. There could be some some really awesome content that comes out of some some smaller studios that come onto the scene. So I think I'm also really excited <laughs> for that as a consumer of content, a frequent consumer. You know, tonight I'm going to be all up on Disney Plus because that's my Friday nights. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope to do the same. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not alone. <laughs> Apparently, uh, everybody else is watching uh, Disney Plus or Netflix or something on yeah. the weekends these days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, this has been really awesome. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you about that you would want our customers to know about Nimble Studio? No, I, th I think if um, if that's intriguing for anyone, absolutely go and, and search for us on the AWS website and let us know what you think. I think I'll check it out for sure because it sounds really cool. I mean, I don't know much about content creation, but it sounds like it's pretty easy for me to get started. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jay. How can our customers get in contact with you if they have questions or feedback about Nimble Studio? Yeah, um, so I think you could just go directly to the AWS website and you can reach out through various channels that will contact, you know, kind of the, the necessary people and we can, we can get the conversation rolling. Awesome. If you have a Twitter handle, also that would be very helpful for our, our listeners. I not, am, not on Twitter. I am not that active on Twitter, actually. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> All right. So yeah, just reach out through the normal channels. As always, you can find me on Twitter at knee key like your knee and a key23. Love to hear your feedback on the launch show or the update podcast or on Nimble Studio or any other service that I've covered 
recently. And uh, until next time, keep on building. <laughs>